Welcome everybody, I'm Rambo and welcome to Echoes of New Eden. Coming at you with another episode today, I'll go over a couple things in-game. We discussed Eve Echoes and Discord in the roundtable chat. And then we'll get into the interview I had with Immortals Rage, and we talked about his corp and the history of the game. Let's get it. Sorry about last week, I didn't have an episode. I did announce it in my Discord that I was having some issues due to illness. So thank you all that showed support and said get better. I am still battling an infection and it's uh, involving my throat, so uh, speech is a bit hard sometimes, but that's about it. I did want to add to how funny my last episode was, just the timing of it, when I had talked about the Southern War with Inavera. And literally the next day, the war was considered over. Um, it's just funny how that aged and turned out. So let's get into the announcements. It doesn't really look like we have any big Eve announcements as of recent. The last one that came out was um, last week. It was a form to uh, help improvement, to help guide the future of the development. And it's, you just basically fill it out. As far as the patch notes go, uh, your typical Wednesday patch notes, this was from last week as well. Um, just optimizations and just some bug fixes. Fix an issue where nanocores weren't properly changing the appearance of the Myrmidon, the Roke, Maelstrom, and Retriever. Um, and player support news, nothing really new there. They just talked about nanocores and how to change it. You can repackage the nanocore. And you'll be able to choose the main attribute again. Please note that if you've upgraded the nanocore, only the materials for the successful upgrade will be refunded. And that's about it. There, there's nothing too much else new in the Eve Echoes um, community Discord from the devs. I mean, there's a couple band notices of 500 or so people, um, but that's about it. So with that, we'll get into the roundtable segment. Welcome to the Eve Echoes Roundtable. This segment of the show, we will discuss an Eve Echoes topic provided to us by the fan of the show, chosen at random. Are you guys ready? Sure am. Hell yeah. Of course, always. <laughs> All right, let's do our introductions. Today we are on my Discord server, and we have Alondria with us. What's up, Alondria? Well, how you doing? I'm happy to be here. Thanks, yeah, I'm doing good. What's up, Hound? Hound is here. What's up? Hey, how's it going? And then we also have Immortals. What's up? What's up? And then my uh, my my common roundhouse table talker, Rhino. What's up, Rhino? What's I'm going on? I'm going to say that for now on. Roundhouse table talker. That was a blooper, but it just stuck. It's absolutely it hilarious. <laughs> roundhouse. Roundhouse. <laughs> All right. Let's roll for a topic. And the winner, and the winner is... is... All right, and the topic is, what would Eve Echoes be like without Discord? Interesting. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> Interesting. Rip. Rip. Yeah, we'll start with you, Alondria. It... I, can, I can sum it up in one word. Impossible. 
All right, yeah. we're done. That wraps, it up. that wraps it up for today's uh, <laughs> <laughs> Great show. Great show. We're done. <laughs> yeah, but um, yeah, talk, talk about Discord and its many uses within Eve Echoes and what it would be like. What would Eve Echoes be like without Discord? I, I just don't see it being good. It wouldn't. You, you wouldn't be able to communicate effectively. The, the in-game tools are subpar for communication, even for the limited things we use them for. And we have Discord. If you, we had to rely on just those, it would be absolute chaos. You couldn't organize a fleet. You, you couldn't really do anything. I mean, think about all of these coalitions that, that, that organize through Discord. Think, think about the alliances that organize through Discord. Think, think about Corporations like Borg that span multiple corporations in the game that, that, that rely on Discord for all communication almost. Let's not even get like started with the lag fest of like 500 people in system on or even on grid. Mm -hmm. So, huh. yeah, could you imagine that if they had their own uh, communications, <laughs> their own comms through the game, like added on top of that <laughs> to the kind of load in 500? <laughs> Oh God! Yeah, That'd can you disgusting. imagine you, you got five hundred people on your side in the system, and 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 you're in tie dye, and and you're trying to fight, and having to give instructions in the fleet chat in the game. Well, how about that? Would be crazy. How about calling targets using the corp chat or fleet chat in tie dye? Oh, that would be a nightmare. <laughs> oh, you can't call. It, it's difficult to call targets right now with Discord. Trying to oh, call it. Trying to call it with just chat would be terrible. It wouldn't work. You'd be spreading DPS across way too much. I say on mobile, it'd be impossible. Yes. But for the people who are playing on emulators and stuff like that, it's very easy. I've done it before in plenty of CTAs, especially when I'm like, you know, calling targets because I used to have my iPad, uh, like the best iPad out, like. The newest one and then i would be on my computer and i'd be like typing names and tags and then you know there that's all she wrote really so yeah so hound hit yeah. up on that topic of what would eva goes be like without discord i think it would well you can sort of look at it like the chinese communities right now i mean they don't have discord that they can really use so they they make do they find other things but if you're looking at if you're really asking what would it be like if we had to communicate within with inside the game only the game would not last it, it really wouldn't um the community would never be built um there's no static chat i'd jump a system and it, it used to be that my chat was gone um if if i'm not in the same system with somebody and i need to go do something uh, i need to send commands and they're on their way it's difficult. You have to, you know, if you're not in fleet chat or you're trying to do something else, you just can't do it. Um, it would need to evolve uh, or die. Discord is an absolute must for for this, or Teamspeak, or a forum, or whatever. Some kind of outside the game communication. Yeah, is what's needed. The game would die. This game is subpar space simulator at best without the community. The community is what makes this game fun. It's the only reason I'm still playing, honestly. <laughs> well, and with Discord yeah, allows yeah, you, can... like, yeah. if you're ratting, like, uh, and again, you have your groups that you usually like to rat with, but sometimes they either spawn two or three groups or two or three corps within your same corp. If you have a big enough corp, like, 
you don't want to be always posting out there that there's a T10 dead space and have a line slide up with about 300 X's. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah, exactly. Sometimes you need the help, but I mean, more often than not, by now, like usually you have your, your writing groups and you don't always need to announce every single special that's out there. Yeah. Imagine that a CTA level fleet uh, doing a dead space. Oh God! <laughs> I, I don't think <laughs> anything I over at this point. Anything <laughs> over five people, the like even for the tech tens, five to six people is sort of pushing it. And now with Nihilus dead spaces, not paying paying jack crap, you know you're you're gonna you want four or five people tops to actually get a good payout. Right? Yeah, and and in the new Nihilus space, there's no local chat. You, yeah. you cannot communicate in game with those people. Oh, yeah, that's, you, that's whack. You have to use fleet <laughs> chat. You have to use your fleet chat. Like I've I've done Nihilus yeah, and, and spaces and with you, fleet chat, but it is a little more difficult. For sure, you know, and I've noticed that too. Yeah, where... and if you if you, if you if you bump into a blue fleet in nihilist space, you, you can't oh. communicate with that blue fleet unless you've got some sort of outside tool to use to communicate with them. And that's Discord. Oh, yeah. yeah. Well, even that being said, you get a new person in the group, whether or not they're experienced in Eve or not, on in Echoes or not. But I mean, like, you like them to like get on Discord at least once, so you can hear, hey, this is how we operate. If you're sniping or setting boxes, or you have a guardian and stuff like that. Like trying to explain all that just through the text is just it uh, it's horrible. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We just got a new guy in in uh in KTF today. Like brand new player to the game and he's like, How do I do this? How do I do this? And trying to explain it uh, over in game, I was just like, get on Discord. I've got my guides there, I've got our doctor and stuff, I got everything right there. Just get in Discord mm. so you can see how the game works. Because right. it that's where everything is yeah and, and to to yeah. hit on that subject what would evecos be like without discord it, it wouldn't be anything close to what it is now i don't yeah. think the game has the tools the capabilities to function without at least discord or some sort of outside uh communication the I, and I'm trying yeah, and to imagine and myself him. running yeah. a corp. I'm trying to imagine myself running a corp just using the tools provided in the game. Do you think the game developers actually designed the game for us to be able to run and communicate uh, corporation and you know run industry and communicate with all the personnel and everything with all just in-game tools? Like I was saying no. earlier, the Not at all. I, I barely even know when somebody messages me in-game. I'd have to check my contacts uh -huh. and then the messaging is broke. And then you touched on it earlier too, Hound, when uh when we're in warp and I'm typing up a message and I'm you know, when I when I get to the gate, I'm I better be finishing up my message, like about ready to send. Because as soon as I jump into the next system, all of a sudden then I, I can't send that message, right? Um yeah. and the same the same thing happens when you dock into a station. I don't know if you knew that. But if yeah. you if you dock, then yeah, you have to retype your entire message too. So I well I, only I about fifty percent of the time they've sort of fixed it. Sort of. Yeah. Sometimes I, it works. Sometimes it doesn't. To me, for me, I stop, still always have the issue. If you stop typing and then back out of it, but leave your text up there when you hit the load, it'll stay there, and then you can keep typing it after you reload it on the other side. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so there's a little bit of a 
a way around that than a, a, tr a trick that I didn't know. There's a so. trick. And Hello, I mean, you have no idea what's on the other side. You're typing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think I think and, at, and at the start maybe they did they did intend for people to communicate in the game, um, but once the game launched, once the community started being built, they either saw or predict, predicted or knew that there was gonna be a way to communicate outside of the game, and so they just never really invested you know invested time or effort or code or whatever into quality of life stuff for chat because it's just not needed. You know, yeah. Then, yeah, that's a good point, because if you look at EVE uh, online, maybe at the initial start, the technology wasn't there to to uh, communicate effectively. But then uh, 2020 rolled around. Look at all these tools that we have yeah. to be able to do this type of stuff. Uh -huh. And so I, I can well, see I mean, they didn't even bother trying to code a better system. I see that. Yeah. Discord still yeah. isn't perfect, though, either. Yeah. It's not. You're right. It, but it it's definitely... It's definitely a good, you know, branching point. Yeah, oh, absolutely. Good, you know, I, I know one thing is that a lot of people want to see, like, the layered communications, or you can have your yes. FC talk to your yes. squad commanders, but not hear them, but, you know, like, being able to communicate that and have your squads broken up. I know, like, that's been something that they've talked about that everybody that's been in Discord has been wanting to see. Uh, I forgot which one. I guess there is one that kind of has a layered system. I don't remember yeah, the name of it. But... It's Mumble. Mumble has a layered, uh, Mumble. layered yeah. system. Yeah. Um, and that's what that's what uh, Hound mate. That's what uh, uh, Hound... Online use. That's where we use it all the time. We use layered Mumble and Teamspeak because it, it worked phenomenally. Yeah. It also sucked completely because no one <laughs> likes Teamspeak or Mumble, but it does work better yeah. for the the divide for communication. So uh, the FC could talk to the squad commanders could talk to. Um, the lion guys, they could they could easily talk to people without having back talk, which is nice. Yeah, and and the uh, the community, like like Hound said, is the most important part of this game. Uh, you know that without without that, this this game would would flounder and die. The 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 community is what allows us to touch each other's lives, both in and outside of the game. It allows us to get to know each other and and and, and really bond together as a group. It, it, it brings us closer to where, in, in Borg, we have a motto, come for the game, stay for the community. We, we've had yeah. people who have left the game but stayed in our community because that's what they really wanted was the community. Yeah, oh, 100%. Same thing with KTF, same thing with Catch-22. I mean, just look at what happened, I want to say, a week or two weeks ago. We had the member of the community who died, wasn't in Catch-22, wasn't in any part that I'm part of. But you saw that message go out through... Um, all of Discord, you saw that go out through Reddit like crazy, and people showed up from all over Eve um, to come out for that guy who had, who had passed who had passed away. You know, yep. just because that's what the community is. That's dope. Yeah, mm -hmm. yeah. And you Shout can't do that in game. <laughs> and you can't do that in game. Yeah, there would be no way uh -huh. to communicate that. You, you mm -hmm. there'd be almost no way to communicate that across an alliance. The so, mortals, let's get your yeah. input on this. What would Eve Echoes be like without Discord? I mean, I'm not going to, you know, beat the dead horse, but, you know, rip. That's all I really got to say, to be honest. Like, <laughs> I can't I can't even imagine. Like, look, I've been outnumbered uh, in a fleet once. Actually, uh, my recent uh, experience with uh, um, 
uh, it's Cern Corp. I'm not, I'm not gonna, you know, throw them out there and, you know, just trash their corp, but, uh, half of them weren't even in comms and, uh, they completely had DPS spread it out and completely got annihilated, almost lost a Mac in the process. And, uh, it was pretty embarrassing. I was, I was like, how did we even win? Um, but you know, but all I gotta say is Discord, uh, Discord is much needed. So. Yeah, you won because of the communication. Oh yeah, yeah and sure. you can see that. You when you go against when you're fighting and you go against a fleet, you can tell if that fleet has got any kind of communication between them if they're talking. Oh yeah, you can tell. You can see like whenever I fight No, I know that they're on comms like crazy. I can see the coordination that that they're putting out. It's just it, it, you can definitely tell what's different. And, and that they are even really just move through easily. Even the benefits from them being on comms, like if you have a quick defense fleet, nobody's really jumping on comms, but you've been on comms together and you're fighting with people you know, you know who your anchor's going to be, you know who the yeah. person's going to call on, it's going to be, but because that's because you had Discord and learned how each other operates. So even though yeah, you might not even be using it in the game there, you've used it to be able to get to a point where you're comfortable with the people that you're with. Yeah. Hundred percent. There's a bunch of FCs that I fly with that I know I don't need to be on comms for just a normal HD kind of thing. I just be like, oh, I know exactly what it's going to do. I know who my anchors are. I know all that stuff easily. Yeah, hundred percent. So Rhino, let's get your input then on that. What would even echoes be like without Discord? I was giving him. <laughs> I know, but uh, I mean, something that maybe we didn't look at a different aspect I of it. I think I've kind of touched on everything I could think of as far as the Discord end of it. Yeah, it's just, it's so much better using Discord. I, I don't see how the game can function without an outside program to be able to communicate. But you can't control more than one corp unless you have alts and you can't do them all at the same time, right? So you got something well, like this. Well, depends on who you are. Yeah. Well, I'm no <laughs> rhino with 12 alts, but... Uh, oh 13... Oh, jeez. Just in Borg. 16 alts. Jeez. Wait, where do you Yeah, that last Just in Borg. That last one is uh, <laughs> a solo solo act. Oh, that's right. Yeah, CEO. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, that will conclude this week's roundtable chat. Thank you guys for being with me and doing this roundtable chat. And uh, I'll see you guys next week for another topic to discuss. Hell yeah. Sounds good. All right. Thank you, Rambo. Thank you. Thank you. Hi, I'm Immortals from Dead. Welcome to Echoes of New Eden. Welcome, Immortals. Welcome to Echoes of New Eden. How are you doing? I'm great. I'm great. How about yourself, man? I, I'm getting over this sickness. I am getting better. At least I could talk. So <laughs> it, it's at least that much better. I had a week off. So uh, yeah, just getting better. That's it. Dealing with New Eden on all the stuff. Still keeping up on uh, all the news and stuff going on. And it's just crazy world out there, right? Oh, yeah, definitely, man. Definitely. So for the audience, uh, tell a bit about yourself. Who is Immortals? So... For one, Immortals is definitely not Immortals. Uh, <laughs> uh, I am one of the 
most uh, renowned FCs in Sweden um, and CEO of Dead. I can't begin to explain. Uh, so I joined Dead um, a while back, I think around uh, as soon as the, the game launched, actually. It, it was my second corp that I joined. The first one was like, I didn't like it. But the second one, Dead, was like the official one for me. Um, became an FC uh, and a really good one at that with no prior EVE Online experience uh, and just made a name for myself along with all the other dead dead guys. <laughs> so uh, from my understanding, you've had quite the history in this game. Uh, and, and that was that starting from dead or were you, did you join a corp or did you join dead relatively soon after the game launched? Or were you like, you know, 30 days? Okay. Now I'm going to decide to uh, join a corp. Uh, I think I joined. Like yeah, I think I joined dead. Uh, I think like like a week after the game came out. Um, that's when I was getting a feel for you know the the space MMO you know games, and uh, I've always wanted to play Eve Online. And then when I seen seen Eve Echoes, that's when I was like totally interested in it and decided to put my time and effort into it. Yeah, so I joined Dead relatively early uh, after launch. So. So then you started just getting into the PvP aspect of it and doing uh, fleet commander type stuff. How, how'd you get into FCing? Um, first, it started out with uh, going out on roams uh, with dead members, being in gate camps when they first uh, came out with the interdiction spheres. Um, and that was a pretty fun time. Whole loads of fun. Um, and then... Eventually, I became like a little ratter, you know, right around AV and Fountain. That's when we were, you know, um, in, T in Terran Federation. Man, I still want that alliance to come back from the dead, to be honest. <laughs> but uh, I think a lot of people will beg to differ, but continue. <laughs> <laughs> not the leadership, not the leadership. No, 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 no. Whole new leadership, but. Um, same name, same logo, same propaganda, everything about it. Just it, it, it was, it meant something, you know? Um, but eventually, uh, I became an FC when I started becoming, when I started pinging for QRFs. I think the first QRF I pinged, I lost like two battle cruisers and they just came out and everyone's like, what the hell? And I was like, look, they weren't listening to me, <laughs> but, um, and I kept on pinging QRFs, and then uh, my buddy uh, Zealot, uh, True Zealot, uh, he was like, man, you're not an FC yet? And I was like, no, not at all. And he was like, well, you're an FC now. And I was like, oh, okay, cool. <laughs> <laughs> the job is for you. You were chosen, the chosen one. Wow. Yep. So tell us about your time in the Turan Federation. I, I really, that was... That whole deal was before I was even kind of into the politics of the game. So what happened in your time with the Terran Federation? Terran Federation was going to war against, I think, Happy Bees and QC at the time. Uh, we were winning the war. I think, like, before they even decided to, were even going to decide to call quits on the war was, like, a week before Terran uh, TFL. 
man, I can tell you right now, it was so much fun. CTAs with like three, 400 people in comms. And it's just like comms discipline was like top tier at the time. It was just great. Had a great group of pilots, great group of individuals that knew what, knew what they were doing, especially FCs uh, assisting with target calling and all that. Uh, it was a great time for uh, Terran Fed. Yeah, still relatively early in the game. A lot of happy people. <laughs> yeah. As soon as it fell, I wasn't there. Uh, I was on like a 30-day break because uh, I was like constantly going QRS and all that. Some real life stuff happened. Had to take a break from the uh, from the game for like 30 days. Came back and Lycander hits me up and is like, "Hey, um, I don't know if you're still playing, but uh, we're moving out." I was like, "Wait, what?" <laughs> so uh, it was a big surprise. I did a little bit of investigating because I loved TF. I loved the propaganda. I loved everything about it. it was a great group of pilots. When I left, um, as soon as I came back and found out about a bunch of uh, emotional decisions happening. Um, that's when uh, it fell. Uh, and you know how people, you know how pilots are. You know they move with their leaders, right? And that's totally understandable. So, so you came back to potentially a different alliance at the time. Tell us how that went and where did you go? Yeah, uh, as soon as TFL, we moved to Hafib and Losek, right, right next to uh, Fountain. And we ended up going to uh, Great Wildlands for a while. Uh, different scene. Uh, it was real nice. Uh, I, I honestly liked it a lot. Uh, it was a different space, angel space. And then uh, we joined ACR. Uh, when we joined ACR, uh, a lot of people dropped. I think the player base just like plummeted drastically. And then uh, insurance, uh, the insurance point system came out. And then player base dropped again and it was just mm -hmm. struggling it was struggling i think it was a really hard time for a lot a lot of corpse in uh, new eden so yeah depending on who you talk to um those who couldn't adapt to it um suffered the most oh yeah definitely and i know dead was like like it's all-time low um with like 10 to 20 if if that like active pilots 24 hours around the clock and it was bad um, and so I came back, I was doing my normal FCing thing, uh, catching up on everything. Uh, the current CEO, Lycander at the time was going through some real life stuff and wasn't necessarily present along with the rest of the uh, leadership team. Uh, there's probably like a good two, two leadership guys in there that are actually like, you know, having a presence in game and, you know, in the Alliance making decisions. Mm -hmm. and uh i was pretty much calling it out like hey we uh weren't dead and there's nothing being relayed to us we don't know what's going on dune's calling all the shots right now what's you know what's happening so i hit up like kinder myself and um he was like yeah man i'm going through a lot so uh here's the range to, uh to dead i know you'll you'll do what's best for it and so yeah, and that's when uh, everything started going to shit for me, at least. <laughs> yeah. Way to be uh, optimistic, yes. <laughs> yeah. So when you joined ACR, was it were they called ACR at the time? Or uh, did, did you kind of... When you joined them, did you already end up like in some sort of war? Because ACR, some of the corps that were in them... We're dealing with the bot wars. Everybody knows that. But then 
um, a lot of them kind of merged into this other alliance, which became ACR. And then they ended up having this other war, this content coalition war, the Southern War, people called it. Uh, when when you joined ACR, were you in the bot war kind of era, or did you join into the Southern War era? We joined into the Southern War era from um, what I know. Because, you know, when, as soon as bring, I was brought up into leadership around, uh, around late February, um, that's when I pretty much got passed down and uh yeah and then you know that's when that clip i don't know if you've seen a couple of our uh, recruiting videos where uh sun banana had like a leadership team meeting and uh they were like yeah dead's part of acr now and they're a problem it, it it's personal i don't know if you've ever heard of that clip but yeah. it's hilarious to me <laughs> oh man i gotta i, I gotta show it to you me. It. sure I'll, I'll i'll check it out yeah <laughs> definitely um yeah, so they assumed that as soon as we joined ACR, we told ACR, hey, GenFed is toxic, all this other stuff, let's go take their territory and face. And that's when they made that comment. Um, and they assumed Dead was in it, but really it was just ACR was just like, ah, let's go for it, you know? So they wanted fun. Yeah, they were already kind of uh, balls to the wall in that sense. They, they already had their mindset. I think at that time too. So, oh yeah, definitely. But you you made a claim too. GenFed is toxic. What ma- what made you come up with that, or was that not your decision, but kind of like the uh, uh, impression that you've got from them? Was that from coming from the TF or in, in the previous war that you were in, or you know how did that come about? I'd say. Um... Uh, there are some toxic traits in, uh, GenFed, uh, but like I said before, everyone's human, you know, especially when it comes to emotions. So, uh, I do have, you know, some solid, solid evidence of them being toxic towards, you know, ACR and, um, members as well, but, uh, have they been toxic to me? No, not really. Maybe just a little bit of copy pasta on Reddit, but that's pretty much it. But I think their blacklist of uh, uh, certain individuals where they were like, they can't join us, they can't be allies with us whatsoever, and basically them restricting their allies from even recruiting us seems more, more of a, like, a, like a dictatorship, like, hey, like, you're my ally, you're not supposed to recruit these people, or we're going to go kill you. Like, that, to me, I mean, it's a little overboard for me. So. Yeah, that's a bit of a kind of a strong arm move. Yeah, definitely. So say you became in, in, into leadership late February. There's still, between that time and the time of the end of the Southern War, there's about four months there. Tell us about your time in the Southern War and some of these battles that you participated in, win or loss. Um, some of the battles that I participated in uh, in the Southern War uh they were fun um both sides of the war were you know were honorable uh salute to both sides man to be honest um when gha fell in uh in in southern coalition that's when everything started to go to shit and i was just like oh man here we go again here goes tf (laughs) and it was just like a ticking time bomb before you know everything happened and uh they 
they were so focused on themselves and not necessarily, you know, listening to the advice that, you know, previous leaders have gone through the same thing, you know, eventually uh, that's what happened to them. So, yeah, GHA was um, a good group of people. I think um, they knew that, uh, <laughs> what were they calling that? Yeah. They had votes uh, uh, democracies, right? They said, you know, democracies never worked in Eve. Why are they? Why are they going to work in Eve Echoes? Uh, you know, at least they tried. Uh, yeah, but GHA had a strong presence in the Southern War, and uh, many huge battles had a, a lot of GHA members in them, of course. And um, just it, when they when they split and all of their corpse went to basically went into all the other alliances except for void or acr maybe they got a few from in into acr i don't know but as far as void goes though but none of them went to void um i can tell you right now acr didn't get any of gha from yeah. on the english side I, um, I wouldn't have known that yeah i, I just don't know yeah um I think some of them went to Void, some of them, uh, not all of them, but then I heard some of them went to like Silent Alliance and all that other stuff, so um, oh, yeah, after all that... SHH got a few, Pantheon got a few, um, GenFed got a few, uh, the Veil Coalition ended up getting a lot of them too, um, and some did decide to stay, uh, a lot of the Russian corps decided to stay, and uh, instead of being called GHA, they transformed it into red machine or whatever else that they got out there so yeah i know one of gha's biggest uh i think diplomats was zell at the time and shack attack they were uh they were pretty on point with the the southern coalition leadership on you know having this whole dem democratic uh um, point of view of things and uh democracy is the reason why I did, you know, eventually leave because it's so much energy, time and energy. Uh, and it eventually, like, just takes your soul from you and all your time. Right. So I just, I couldn't do it. Uh, it burned a lot of people out. And I know a lot of people from GHA leadership that currently don't even play the game. And you just said two of them. They don't play the game anymore. Yep. So, so. It, it happens. Yes. Yep. And so after that, just seeing that, I don't necessarily run a dictatorship in dead. I know that for a fact. I have like a small leadership team, you know, that helps me out. But other than that, I pretty much pass down every little bit of information to the the line members. And I'm like, hey, guys, like, like basically like a group of friends, like family, you know. Mm -hmm. And uh, we do what we want. We take a poll on it. And majority, you're good. That's yeah. it. You're all Pretty adults much. there, right? So you can talk to each other like adults. Yeah, yeah. Mm, wasn't that bad. So. <laughs> but having transparency within the corp uh, is definitely good to have. And transparency in the alliance. I, I'll, uh, I'll vouch for that, too. Oh, yeah, definitely. Especially... Oh, man. Um, I'm actually kind of still learning transparency because a lot, a lot of leadership are like, yeah, don't share that type of information to the members. And I'm like, ah! But they're my guys, you know, but um, I but, do got to learn a little bit of that, too. <laughs> yeah, I mean, there's an op security behind it, right? It's like, uh, yeah, you probably shouldn't be saying that because 
there are loose lips out there that just it's inevitable and there's spies out there and blah 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 uh there's some info that just can't be passed down (laughs) it's just the nature of the game and and if it gets out then it's your ass on the line and then it's even more of an issue right so yeah yeah better just not say anything Mm -hmm. okay so um but in the in the content coalition while you were there you had huge battles i mean i i talked to Enavera a couple of weeks ago about you know wx zid zid again zid a third time wx a second time like all these the at least top five battles out of like or even then top 10 battles in the game history have been from the southern war in in attendance uh i wouldn't say top 10 but i would probably say at least five of them out of the top 10 biggest fights biggest battles in this game have been during this war just just tell us about some of those battles those main those key battles yeah so the first one um that i have seen was uh the battle of zid i think that was the first citadel kill um or i think it was yeah um either that one or wx i, I don't know it's too too many to count to be honest i was fc for a lot of them um and uh overall when i was calling targets and seeing how uh the enemy moves you can tell that you know at the time uh Eveco's servers were really bad and everyone was just in a lag fest couldn't cycle their guns um it, it was just really bad and i think that's why nobody really liked it and mm-hmm. and especially for its time going on for more than five hours like that's a job man so um yeah tie-dye wasn't implemented yet um people a lot of the doctrines used drones and the tie-dye was affecting the rate of fire of drones so it seemed like they weren't even shooting oh yeah just (laughs) the game had a couple issues but continue on yeah and um Overall, I think both sides of the war had fun, especially, you know, it, it provided a high, high amount of morale, especially with the Southern Coalition. That's when we were just so, like, gun-ho on destroying GenFed, which we took them off the map. Everyone knows that. Um, pretty clear. It was all on Reddit and everything. Well, that's um, a, well, hold on, that, that's a pretty big statement you had there because Sob wise, okay, Sob wise, yes, they yeah. th- they didn't have any sovereignty because you took it, right? Yeah, yeah, but definitely. I, I remember too. There was a a post back in the day about GenFed having to live in HiSec, or that was the going rumor. Was that kind of your aspect of it? Is that kind of your doing or? How you how you saw it? Uh, no, because I knew Jen wasn't gonna go anywhere. Uh, the most most when uh they were going into high sec, I don't know the actual info, but I know that I was camping uh by Ned K four area and seeing a whole bunch of Gen corps uh leaving towards Panth and uh or going somewhere else, and that's when uh Gen Fed was at its lowest. Uh. I knew they weren't going to leave BZ. Um, that's like their home. That's always been their home. And that's pretty much like their stronghold. Uh, I've lived out of there for a little bit. Killed a couple. Uh, they killed me a couple. Um, but overall, I think uh, 
how GenFed came back uh, to to the present day now. Uh, I can definitely tip my hat to that. So, so this war spent this war was about six months old. <laughs> six months old. Why does it sound weird when I say that? Six months old. <laughs> <laughs> so, so the Southern War went on for about six months, but by the time they officially kicked it what do you think was the turning point of the war or what are some of the events that led to the decision to say okay we're done yeah so um as soon as we were going we put that's when uh this is after gha fell oz it it was crazy because um i remember fc oz oz is a little op they they had a defense for like a like a shield timer or something like that. I defended them a week later. I seen them in Gen, and that totally flipped. I flipped out. I was like, oh my god. Uh, that's when GHA fell. But the turning point was when we put that same citadel that we used to defend into hole, and ACR brought four hundred. CC was kind of struggling with the numbers a little bit, especially with the form up time. A lot of a lot of miscommunication between the leadership. And uh, we evidently called it off because they were capping the system out. Same as we did in, uh, I think, ZID, um, capping it out, winning the war, winning that battle. Um, And uh, after that, in my head, I was like, hey, we need to start planning. Um, We can't feel these numbers. They pulled 900 with Panth and friends. So next step is to talk peace on their behalf. So which... I know for sure that ACR has tried it, but has denied it probably like twice because it was pretty much on their terms. Like they didn't like the fact that they had to give up uh, faith in, I think, uh, another place. Um, and they were like, no, we're not doing it. So evidently I called, I called it. I was said, we're just going to have to do it on their terms because we, can't, we don't have the pilots to fight that, fight this war. Like it's... It's two to one right now. So, um, and that evidently, you know, was like, okay, let's, uh, let's see about the ceasefire and, uh, let's, let's talk peace. But ultimately that didn't happen until that last battle of ZID when that Citadel fell though. Yeah. So, um, ACR, uh, and what I said earlier, that was from my point of view, um, and they tried it, and that's when they denied it. But then they started doing it on their terms after ZID. But the starting talks of it was at WX for sure. Right. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I've been asking around to see if there's been even some sort of peace talks. And uh, just depending on who you talk to, it's like, yeah, there's been peace talks, but they didn't go well. Or they've just never gone well in general. Um, but leading back to what the original reason of the war was was a land dispute um after six months and still fighting over a land dispute (laughs) it's like okay after a while you'd like okay this is silly just give it up you know zid fell okay we have nothing to rally on anymore we don't have really we we don't care for defending any more citadels or anything in this area, so let's just give it all up. That's kind of yeah. the that's kind of the I'm uh, idea I'm getting out of it. So yeah, pretty much. Um, well, you uh, gotta have I, it too. They're probably getting a lot of feedback too from 
their members either a not wanting to continue the war because they probably have a lot of frustrated players too oh yeah definitely 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 they were uh they were either we were losing members like quick and especially uh um as soon as uh one of our big pvp corps in uh at the time with cc uh evo one because me me dead and evo one were pretty big on the roams especially scepter roams and just you know pretty much causing the damage in that war and as soon as they flipped uh to gen uh don't know how that happened but um as soon as that was, was going on he should know right yeah yeah damon man love that dude man shout out to him um i i don't i don't even know what happened i don't know what came to it i tried talking to weird bob one of their uh renowned fcs as well um and he was like man this just all came to a decision of the members and leadership team and i was like oh okay all right cool it's respectable you know mm-hmm. so i'm surprised they didn't even go merc because the way they played their play style is totally for the merc job like harassment all that so but they probably want soft yeah yeah that's why evidently wanted like that's why they probably joined gen because so dead and gen fed have a history that even surpasses the age of eve echoes (laughs) second galaxy tell us about that yeah so I wasn't necessarily in Second Galaxy, but from what I've heard, this is all rumors, not not all facts. Um, but I know when you know they were talking about it in uh, leadership that uh, I think GenFed took a hit, like thousands of dollars were involved and lost in Second Galaxy, and evidently made them move to Evacos. Um there's that one, um, the beef between uh, Jen and the leadership of like Dune and Dead uh, at that time in Second Galaxy. I guess they didn't like each other. They've always, they've never liked each other because of that war that happened in Second Galaxy. So, I mean, for it to transpire over to Eve Echoes, it has to be some. Deep, deep hatred, man. <laughs> Some grudges <laughs> to be had. Yeah, that definitely. That's interesting. Yeah, Second Galaxy. I've never heard of that game until after I started playing this game. So it's interesting yeah. how that game uh, relates to this one. And a lot of players that used to play that game uh, came over to Eve Echoes, and uh, some went back. Probably, I know a couple that went back, but otherwise, yes, yes. Um, it's a fun time. So. all right so the war is over now what uh so at the times of of when cc was talking about uh peace i wasn't necessarily involved in the coalition leadership chat because of uh um dune uh dune necessarily didn't like me being a ceo for dead uh they've always thought dead was going down the wrong path and it definitely isn't now like we're thriving like one of the best pvb merc corps out there now and and i can say that like and we will be one of the best at the time 
they didn't put me in coalition leadership chat to share my thoughts and didn't necessarily take my advice into consideration uh, by deleting messages and stuff like that. Um, and this is Dune, because Dune was the, uh, uh, Dune CEO was the English representative of ACR. Um, and so she was in WeChat talking to the Chinese and kind of relaying it to us and then relaying it to CC and all that. And then didn't, didn't necessarily put me in there. Uh, there was like a hard time trying to get verified there, but, um, I wasn't necessarily in the talks of it. And that kind of like put me down a little bit. Um, not going to lie. So with that being said, um, there was a lot of animosity, uh, one half of the dead leadership uh, didn't like the Dune leadership and how they handled things. Uh, another half liked it. And that's what evidently um, kind of split dead a little bit. Um, most of them ended up following me and my path and, you know, my play style because they loved it. They loved going out on roams. They loved the content. And, you know, and that's what evidently led to us joining No Police Stop Alliance, uh, biggest Merc, Merc, Corp, Merc Alliance um, out there. Pretty sure a lot of people know. Uh, it's crazy because as soon as I joined in um, and we'll enter a system and people are like, yep, no's here, everyone dock up. And I've never in my entire life have seen something like that in local. Like they're very feared and I'm, I'm willing to take on that fear. So typically with them, they have a reason to be wherever they're at. Um, they don't, they don't really have areas where they just, maybe they do, maybe they do just have areas where they just poke around for fun for content. But most of the time it seems like they're just on a mission. And if that mission is in the area that you're living in then yeah, then it's like, Oh, great. Here we go. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Um, a lot of people uh, mistake no to be a group of pilots that like to go solo. Definitely not the case. I can tell you that right now. If you see one, you're going to see probably 10, probably 20 in the next system. So watch out. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, I've seen a coffer fleet today of 20. Uh, so it doesn't surprise oh. me. Yeah, man, they're, they're so badass. So bad as, as well as Pew, man, they're badass too. Everyone in though, they're, they're they're such a great group of guys, and everyone in Dead that's moved with me was like, man, why didn't we do this earlier? <laughs> well, I had a, I had an interview with uh, Tahini. I don't know if you heard that one, but that was a favorable interview I've had on a previous show. Oh yeah, I've seen that one definitely. Um, so he's he's a great dude. Uh, it's crazy because um, back in the FD when Interdiction Spheres came out, um, we were running gate camps on one of the like highest trade routes in New Eden, almost. And, uh, let me guess, uh, Great Wildlands and Real? No, 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 not that one. It was, <laughs> it was you, Syndicate. You, you said Great Wildlands earlier. I was like, oh, that's probably the one. No, no, no. It was um. This was back in like TF days when we were like camping in Syndicate all the time. We were basing out of FD and literally making bank. I'm talking billions. And at the time, billions was a lot, a lot of risk. And 
uh, I remember coming across him one day in his fleet, and I think we were blue at the time, and they like stole some like D-type medium shield booster, and <laughs> we ended up wiping his fleet. And he was like, "What the hell?" Then that 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 kind of started the whole war between SHH and TF. Literally that battle. Hmm. So that was pretty interesting. Oh, wasn't Tahini part of SHH at one point? I think he was. Yeah. Yes. Yes. I think he was. I think he was a part of SHH at that time. So interesting. There you go. You had a hate for him. Now you joined him. What's life like as a merc now? Um, life is is great. Actually, we went on an op the other day, and like all the guys are like, we love doing this. And then next thing you know, I'm like, huh? Imagine getting paid to do what you love. <laughs> Even better, you know. Um, so I think receiving that contract, uh, and getting paid for it, uh, just kind of like. I was like, man, I'm never going back to solve. I don't even care. <laughs> um, and I, I know a lot of dead members feel the same way. Yeah, so that would be my next question is, you, you joined a Merc Corp. Is Sav ever going to be in your future? Um, do you want to put your name on the map? What's going on as far as the future of the Corp? Um, the future of the Corp, uh, we want to be one of the, uh, the best renowned PvP Corps uh, with no please uh the no please stop alliance um we want that alliance to grow to be one of the most feared um not like they already are but uh even more um and continue to just you know have fun uh doing what we love which is pvp and not writing because writing is just so boring and a lot of people fall asleep and i know many pilots have been victim to uh, falling asleep while riding and dying in faction yes, you know, indeed. ships. So um, you can't fall asleep in a PvP battle, especially when you get shot. So <laughs> I agree with that. Yeah, Can't say that I've ever been sleepy in a PvP battle. Anything, <laughs> it's like your adrenaline's rushing, so it's opposite. Oh, yeah, definitely. So... So before you joined No Please Stop, were you shopping for alliances uh, to get out of the CC when they pretty much ended the war? Or was that something that you've wanted to do prior to splitting from ACR? Um, I've always wanted to do something prior to that. Uh, it's also came to my mind of also just giving up dead because a lot of the members in dead wanted to... Uh, uh, stay in the solve life and play a part in that war, uh, and so um, yeah, it's it, it's come to my mind. Um, and not a lot of people know what the merc life is like. Uh, I didn't know until someone like a merc himself told me how it goes, and I was like, "What?" I was like, "Man, that's awesome, man! I I, I do that like almost every day, and imagine getting paid for that, man." I was like, oh, I'd be a billionaire. I don't have to spend thousands of dollars on this game to, <laughs> you know, fund my addiction. <laughs> right. Well, you, you could, there's still ways you can PVP. I don't know. I just think uh, every corp is different. Uh, let me just say that. <laughs> I mean, I pay, <laughs> I pay my players to PVP. So, I mean, so what's the difference between them? PvPing for me, or going to another corp and PvEing for them, and collecting literally the same or less bounty 
or ISK per kill mail. I pay my players pretty good rates. So, I mean, it just depends on the corp, I guess. Yeah, and uh, that's what I tried offering before even uh, fully going into the decision that I made. Um, I was like, yeah, we got uh, let's pay our PVPers to actually go PVP, you know, and uh, um, provide that, you know, merch style lifestyle in the lot, solve lifestyle. Um, and then it, it just eventually got shut down, and I was like, okay, well. It's instead of, yeah, instead of going at it at a uh, corp level, it's at an alliance level. And so you don't really have to deal with it then, huh? Yeah, yeah. Life so. is easier. Yep. Yep. So were there any other alliances on the list that you were thinking about going to? Or is everybody kind of just, uh, eh, they don't really, they either... Uh, don't match your play style or you don't like them? Is there like other grudges that led to that or what? No, so one thing I've always loved about CC uh, was that I loved my allies. Like, they loved, they loved us because we were always in CC comms, either drunk or high, um, PVPing, and having fun, like what we're doing now. Um, especially OGE, uh, Mildly Intoxicated Corp, they is the reason why they got their name um <laughs> uh void as well some of their guys were coming over to ned k4 area just to you know do the same thing we do and they loved it um and uh we've we we were thinking about joining um oge or void we've got a lot of offers for it especially at the time when we uh we dropped acr they were like, hey, no, come come to us, come to us. And we were just so dead set on just being mercs because we wanted to get paid. Um, not being paid, just money talks in New Eden. So They don't have pay programs for PVP incentives? Not, not that I knew of, but uh, even if they did, uh, it, it could have been put on the table. But at the time, we were like, man, like we're just looking to get paid. Yeah, put it in your freaking recruiting ads, right? <laughs> it's in mine. Yeah, it's in mine. I tell you that. So, anywho, uh, yeah, that's that's all I had, man. If uh, what else you got? <laughs> I'd say I'd say the 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 most the most craziest thing I've ever uh came across in leadership chat, and I just won't even say any names because that's just it's not a good thing to do. Uh, start drama. I'm not about the drama, but you could say them. I just um, censor them. <laughs> bleep them I'd out. say <laughs> I'd say that um, like being in leadership right I have a high um uh my spy division right uh is very deep I'm talking like Facebook deep Reddit deep alliance wise corp wise when my spy master came to me and was like hey this leadership is being manipulated by a person that throws thousands of dollars into the game and bought his way up to leadership. And I was just, I was like, there's no way. So I had to, I had to promote someone um, in, in, into dead leadership, which I was already, you know, I was talking to him about all this stuff and he just couldn't believe me. But when I brought him up there and he was like, yo, there is no way this is happening. Like the amount of time someone has to like put into manipulating um, leaders 
uh, in big coalitions, uh, it takes a lot of time. Um, the spy master basically said, hey, like, this dude is catfishing this one lady in leadership, and he bought his way into leadership. That's why he's over you in the coalition right now. And I was like, well, that all makes fucking sense. <laughs> and um, it was just so astonishing to me. And that, like, pushed me over the edge. I was just like, yes, we are so dropping ACR and and just this whole democracy lifestyle because there's so many chess pieces on the board and sometimes you don't even know who you are in in the game so right. it's like wow like it was so astonishing that's why i left to know that's why a lot of people left to know and a lot of people don't even know but when they view this podcast they will know <laughs> what happened <laughs> right um other than that, man, I think the amount of dedication some people have in this world is like crazy to even think about catfishing someone off of Facebook into a game, into content coalition. And then what's crazy is that that same person that's catfishing also has other spy accounts in different areas. And it's ridiculous. It's like it's like uh, basically unmasking anonymous almost. It's for, like it's crazy. Um, other than that, that's the Merkle lifestyle. I don't have to worry about that at all. I really don't. Yeah. I'm my own person. I make my own money. I, I don't mandatory. I don't make these these ops mandatory. If you want to go make money as a merc, you can go make money whenever you want. You know, we're not mandated. We're not making it mandatory. We're not saying hey, you have to report in. We're not saying hey, you got to do this do that um do your own person as a merc um that's what i like to emphasize in dead dead is recruiting <laughs> One of the, so um yeah everybody's recruiting dead is recruiting definitely and uh i'll definitely uh shoot you a link um and uh you can check out some of our videos they're dope definitely dope and they're on your discord i can look i can see them Oh yeah. Yep. We'll, we'll um, talk about that after the show. Yeah. So cool. Yeah. So, well, and but, one yeah. question came to mind while you're talking about, uh, joining no was how difficult is it for a entire corp to join? No. Um, I can say, right. When we joined, no, we were, they were like, Hey, we got high standards for you. Um, because we came in small uh, and uh, didn't realize how active we were, especially with the whole PvP or whatever. And um, I'd say you'd have to have at least 30 members if you want to be, you know, um, in there, all active, ready to go. Uh, it doesn't matter the time zone, really. But 30 is, is pretty much standard. I'm pretty sure they're going to go higher um eventually uh when it gets bigger over time um and uh the standards as well uh they hit us with like you have to kill 20 bill per day and we were like damn that's a lot but literally the first two days of us joining no uh we killed probably around 50 bill with pew and friends in in the no please stop alliance and that right there they were like whoa 
like, okay, all right. So uh, we pretty much proved ourselves. Um, it's just staying active, fleeting up, uh, not being solo, really, being in comms all the time. Comms is like a requirement. Like, you cannot PvP without comms. It's, it's just so yeah. many mistakes can happen. And, it's more efficient. And the, game, the game chat's not really that efficient. It's slow, and it screws up your UE, your UI. Uh, you can't type while warping or jumping gates. It's just stupid. Yeah, definitely. So, um, overall, no is pretty high standard. Uh, you have to be a real PvP corp. There's no, like, uh, you can't just go in there as an indie corp and be like, hey, I want to join Mercs. You know, like, we already have our own little indie side. Like, we have our own indie corp. So, but we're just looking for PvP right. corps overall. And that's something I kind of figured. I, I know when they take in solo people, that uh they get a question roasting and they they have to present you know kill males of certain value and kill death ratios or whatever uh, i i see the walk the plank applications and it, it's not that easy to get in right you can't just start the game and be and expect to get into the, the corporation within there so uh, that that was why that question arose is like okay so i know how they are with individuals but how about corps like entire corporations so in, in your case you know 30 plus active um comms um and probably yeah pvp specific also too right so and the 20 bill number that that's that's a day that's rough that's but, a day yeah <laughs> <laughs> and they keep track of that yeah um as long as we are always fleeting up with any no please stop uh corp so uh, the alliance has and, to do 20 bill a day not not your corp individually yes so it's more like as long as we participated in killing 20 bill or even if like we don't participate and we still kill 20 bill that's that's you know sufficient but um yeah like uh if the 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 whole requirement is like hey if you're Corp isn't putting up any numbers to kill at least twenty bill. That's uh, that's a no go. Well, if so. Argel's taken all of my kills, then I know how can I how can I be on that number, right? Yeah, and that's fine. yeah, yeah. So uh, I know for a fact their intel division is awesome. Uh, combined it with my spy division, and it's great. Like if you have a faction battleship. I can tell you right now, I hope you have eyes everywhere and you have an early warning, like warning system ready to go because <laughs> when you see one of us, oh man, we're coming for you. <laughs> oh shit, that's probably why I seen 20 of you earlier. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so. yeah. I never docked up quicker. Okay. <laughs> Anywho. <laughs> Anywho. Yeah, man, we're coming up close to an hour so we can end it. Uh, and that's all I had uh, as far as uh, questions to ask you. If there's any um, closing thoughts or shout-outs, go ahead. Uh, I can say, for one thing, um, if you ever want to be an FC or aspire to be an FC, uh, don't, don't lose hope. Uh, if you up a fleet, don't, don't be like, oh, I'm never, um, you know, I'm, I'm never going to FC again. It, man, I, I cannot tell you how many times uh, an FC can... You know, whelp a fleet. You know, 
Well, well, it's how you bounce back from it. And uh, special shout out to uh, Miller, um, Zero Miller, Zero uh, Condor Country, uh, and all the allies that you know that I respect, and especially all the enemy forces that you know throw up O7s, GFs, and all that. Um, providing the content, y'all are great. Um, and uh, lastly, um, Dez recruiting, and uh, just know, regardless whether you're in debt or not, you're gonna be dead. So, <laughs> is that like your catch line, your slogan? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> send, send send me a, a Discord link, and I'll, I'll post it up in my show notes. But uh, thanks for coming on the show and talking with me today. And uh, it was nice talking with you. And since you're in, no, I'm sure I will see you around. And I know for a fact I'll see you around. <laughs> so <laughs> take care and uh, fly safe. <laughs> Definitely, you too, man. Thanks for having me. All right, man. Thanks. All right, that wraps it up for this week. If you like the show, please review it on Apple Podcasts or on Spotify or on my Discord. I want your feedback. For those that have reached out to me, I thank you. This episode is brought to you by Borg. Elandria over at Borg sponsors this show. We are Borg. We are family. That's their motto. They're a very large organization that has industry and mining, also PvP-focused programs. They look out for all their drones in the collective. They have a great community both in and out of the game. They have sci-fi fans, D&D fans, fans of other RPGs. There's always someone to talk to. You can become one with the Borg. Life in Nullsec is good, full of riches to be had, and you can be a part of it. Go check out Borg. Resistance is futile. Also, come and join my Discord. You can submit your very own corp ad. You could just come by and show support and hang out. Uh, we had our roundtable segment on the, on my Discord, so if you ever want to be part of the roundtable, it's possible. Um, I also need more topics to talk about in the roundtable, so I'll leave that link in the description. And if you want even more Eve Echoes news and a deeper dive into what's going on around the galaxy, check out Damon Zell over on YouTube on his Echoes from the Front YouTube series, where he goes over game news, it's juicy alliance drama, talks about battles, and much more. Thank you, everybody, for listening. Take care, fly safe, and I will see you next week.